I want to thank you so much for meeting me here at our special time, at our special place here at the crossroads. You know what it is. It's fuck you. Hex. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much, each and every single two of you, for joining me here again at the crossroads to listen to what I got going on over here. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Uh, like I like I said in the intro, you're here meeting at our special time, at our special place, which is basically uh, whenever I feel like recording. So here we are at the crossroads. Um, for those of you who may not know, I am your host, Anthony Jerome M. That's where you can find me on Twitter, Anthony, J-E-R-O-M-M, and that's usually that's where I'm most active if I'm if I'm going to be anywhere online. So that's where you can find me. I don't have a page for the show, so there's that. Um, but yeah, for those of you who may not know, this is a podcast where I talk about horror stuff, spookies, and things that might just be just a little bit questionable. Um, today, it's a it's been a while. Now I'm back with the jump off. I don't remember, but. Let me show you what I'm all about, how I make a Sprite can disappear in my mouth. Anyway, 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 um, so I am in the mood to record, so I'm recording right now, and it's been a while, so it's probably, it's, this, this is probably not going to have any sort of consistent theme, it's just going to be relating to stuff that, you know, it could be an episode in the future, it might be something that I wanted to do an episode on, but just didn't, like, have the motivation to do so. So just before we get started, um, pretty much one of the only things I did for Spooky Season was record with one of my dearest friends, Miguel Myers ATX, host of My Horror Confessional. We did a horror trivia like we did last year. Um, we did that with Podmortem, Renee, Travis, John Paul, and uh, Girl That's Scary, Jazz and Cat. We did that with Blurdy Massacre, Sheree. Um, Zero and Brother Ghoulish couldn't make it, but it was still a very fun time. I'm pretty sure had they been able to make it, they probably would have swept every category, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm probably going to post that on the Fuck You Hexed page at some point in time. Um, but I mean, if you know who I am, there's a 99% chance you know who Miguel is of my horror confessional. So you've probably already heard the horror Jeopardy, but you know, I don't know. Just thinking out loud and I'm, and I'm making it your problem too. So, like I said, this is a catch-up episode. Sorry for those of you who like mustard, but let's get into it. Um, I won't get into too many details about everything because I did try recording last week and I just got so tired of hearing myself talk that I like just stopped recording and deleted it because who cares? So, I'll try to give you the highlight, or, you know, the bullet points, rather. Yeah, I'll try to give you the bullet point, and I think this whole... <laughs> this. This whole episode, no matter however short or long it may be, it's going to be part rambling, probably mostly just bullet points too. Day of the Dead was recently, uh, recently passed. Uh, that's when I wanted to record because my grandmother had recently passed away. Um, the second half of this year has kind of been kicking my ass. There's been some high highs and low lows. Um, but yeah, there's just been stuff happening that I'm like, damn, can, can a guy get a fucking break? Or maybe I've had a break for so long now, it's like, okay, reality's back on. But anywho, <clears throat> I mentioned my grandma recently passing away because 
I believe my very first memory of Mexican culture was Day of the Dead. And I remember just like being five or six years old, maybe younger, um, just sitting down, watching TV. Um, and this was at a time when it doesn't matter what you want to watch, you watch what the adults watch. And my grandma was watching the news. So I, because at that age, I had already gone to several funerals. So I knew what a funeral looked like. I knew what it looked uh, like a cemetery looked like. But what had surprised me so much was that it was shortly after Halloween. I see all these people in the news and they're like lining up to go to the cemetery to honor their loved ones. I didn't know that at the time, but I like asked my grandma and I really don't know how the conversation went, but I know that I asked the question, like basically what's going on. And she answered it in a way that I understood it. She let me know that people honor the dead, you know, just because they're gone doesn't mean that you don't love them anymore. It doesn't mean you can't love them anymore. Sort of as a way of just, you know, we we want to acknowledge where we came from so we can better know where we're at or where we're going or make better choices or what have you. Just anything like that. And I just remember that I just remember that being the very first thing I learned about Mexican culture. And quite honestly, it's probably one of my favorite things about Mexican culture because I didn't realize until oof, maybe 15 years ago. I didn't realize that some people have not gone to a funeral and I didn't know that some people, if like they have a loved one or they know somebody who passes away, they don't go to the funeral because they don't like funerals. And that's just so, that's so bizarre to me because I just remember being, before I, before I even had a say in whether or not I wanted to go somewhere, I was in funerals. I, I was attending funerals of family members who had passed away. I had gone to a couple that were in Mexico, um, a, a couple that were in, you know, the United States, mostly family. Um, one of them was for a friend. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I didn't realize until a long time ago that some people haven't gone to funerals. Some people don't go to funerals. And what I think about death is, like, of course, nobody really wants to die, right? Um, however, I bring this back to my grandma because at her age, she had been always taking care of someone. She, I think she was like 90 years old. She had been taking care of someone since she was 15. And there was really no other option. Well, like, I don't know, just how things were going to work out. I imagine her, no matter how much longer she would have lived, she was always going to have to continue taking care of someone. So this was one of the few instances in a funeral that I've been to where I, like, couldn't be sad. And for those of you who are Mexican or, you know, of any sort of Hispanic culture, have you ever had a relative, like, usually a grandparent, usually your grandma, hand you, like, a $10 bill or a $20 bill, and they're like, hey, here's 20 bucks. You better cry when I die. And, you know, it's kind of like their old way, their old school way of saying, like, don't, you know, don't say I never did anything for you. Um, but, you know, I was halfway tempted at my grandma's funeral to, like, put a $20 bill in her pocket because I couldn't cry at her funeral. Just because at that age, I'm 32, almost 33. 
I've only been taking care of myself for like 13, 15 years, and I'm already tired. So she had 12 kids, who knows how many grandchildren, who knows how many great-grandchildren. And at some point in, in life, whenever someone was like down on their luck, she, you know, they, she would take care of them. And I could just, like I said, I could just imagine that being what she had in store for the rest of her life. Like I couldn't imagine, and I couldn't imagine the family coming to a collective agreement like, hey, let's let her rest, right? You know, let's not, let, let's not make any problem that we have. Let's not have her know about it. I, I just couldn't imagine that happening. Just, you know, when you, when you have that sort of like, figure in your life who's always there as a, like a safety net you kind of never think it's going to go away i don't know uh, this point this is the point where i'm rambling that much i can't tell you i wanted to talk about day of the dead because it just recently passed it's so close to spooky season it's my favorite thing about mexican culture i think it's um it's true for me it's one of the only holidays that like It's one of the only holidays that I understand. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very weird. Like with Christmas, Christmas and Thanksgiving. I don't, I personally do not like celebrating Christmas and Thanksgiving because it's pers like people try to say it's about family and being thankful and like, you know, goodwill towards men or any of that dumb bullshit. No, 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 no. You should be like that every fucking all year round all year round valentine's day also like i don't think you need i don't think that day should be the day you designate to show your love to somebody like there are so many dates on the calendar like the date you first the day you first met the day you first agreed to go on a date the day you became official there are so many dates you two can pick that are personal to you you don't need valentine's day however with day of the dead because death is such a touchy subject, because it is so sore, and because maybe we don't always want to think about it. You know, yeah, you may love your partner 24 hours a day, but like, you probably don't want to think about someone who died all the time, always. It's just probably not good for you. And I don't know, maybe I'm just splitting hairs here, but I do like that time being set aside to do something that maybe isn't the, or doesn't have the best like uh, presentation, death. We shouldn't be celebrating death. Oh, you're celebrating the fact that these people died? No, I'm honoring the fact that they were once alive. But yeah, that's my favorite thing about Mexican culture. Wanted to talk about that real quick. I have some other notes here because like I said, I got bullet points. Oh yeah, okay. Since Halloween is freshly over and um, listen, if you did any of these things, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about a general consensus, not consensus. I'm talking about this no longer needs to be a thing that groups of people do. And I want to talk about Halloween costumes real quick. For most people, for most people, you have like this triangle when it comes to Halloween costumes and each point on the triangle represents something different. One point represents good, one point represents cheap, and another point represents fast. Now for most people, you can get something good and fast, but it won't be cheap. You can get something fast and cheap, but it won't be good. You can get something good and cheap, but it won't be fast. I think I learned that from Malcolm in the Middle. 
And like I said, this applies to most people. If you can make your own Halloween costumes, we're clearly not fucking talking about you. So I think some of the things that we need to put a rest to when it comes to costumes, um, Mario and Luigi and Robin, uh, Batman sidekick Robin. Like, we get it. You're gay. Cut it out. Be more creative. Be a meme. Be Barbie and Ken. We get it. Mario and Luigi, whoa, we get it. Uh, I, I, love, I love people of the same sex. Yeah, we, we understand. We get it, okay? We get it. We get it. And also, Robin, like, for real, if you dress as a sidekick, we have, like, well, my Dr. Maurice would probably love to talk to you. Like, he would, my therapist would love to know why you're not the main character in your own story. But, you know, that's for you two to discuss. Stop being Robin. It's so, it's so fucking stupid. I don't get it. Uh, what else do I got here in regards to costumes? What do you think? Okay, so you know those, <clears throat> you know those pictures of people from like the Great Depression of like those homemade Halloween costumes where they're like a ghost or a demon or a goblin or a witch or like the scariest fucking scarecrow you've ever seen in your fucking life. Um, was that scary for them? Or was that like, was that fun and spooky and ha ha, look at me, I'm a, I'm a creepy ghost. Because those shits are fucking terrifying. And I wonder, what did they think about their costumes back then? You know, I guess maybe in the Great Depression when you're a kid, or around that time anyway, when you're like eight years old working a 12-hour shift for a dollar a day probably don't really care how scary your costume is you probably want it to be scary you probably you're probably really 20 years old at that point mentally i don't know i just think about that because i see the pictures and the kids are like some of the kids are all happy and smiling and it's like i don't know it just seems as if kids wouldn't be about the nightmare fuel just what you like, I don't know. It, it's very interesting. I implore you to look up pictures of Halloween costumes from, like, the 1920s. You'll see. And I would love it if we could get to that point. We, like, I make, like I'm going to waste my time and make my own fucking costume. Like, I'm going to learn how to fucking hot glue gun a thing together. But I think if we could go back to that, which we kind of are because, you know, we're in a recession and, like, nobody has money. That's also one thing I noticed. A lot of people had homemade costumes this year, which was really cool. You know how I said stop being like Luigi and Robin and, and um, Mario? A lot of the homemade costumes I saw were people who were like memes, um, which was incredibly fucking hilarious. I saw a couple that I... I saw a couple of people dressed as memes that I never saw before. So fucking hilarious. Um, also, let me go ahead and yo-yo back to what I was saying. Um, stop dressing up as Clark Kent, uh, about to be Superman. It's, it's very annoying. Just stop it. Just fucking, you don't even want to dress up. Just stop it. Just stop. I hate when people have a button-down shirt, uh, a Superman, a Superman t-shirt underneath it, and they're wearing glasses, and it's like Superman mid-transformation. Stop it. Enough. It, why are you... You don't even want to dress up. It, it, honestly, it'd be less offensive if you didn't dress up. Um, in that same thing, stop dressing up as nerds. That's also fucking stupid because that's not what nerds look like. They, people get glasses and they put tape in the middle and they got suspenders on and a bow tie 
and uh, like super short shorts. And it's just like, you look so fucking stupid to me, to me. It's just like, I'd rather you just not dress up. Honestly, honestly, I think instead of putting that dumb bullshit on, if you got naked and put black bars over any part of your body you didn't want exposed and you were just like a censored naked person, I think that's more creative than dressing up as a nerd. You're just wearing your good clothes in a weird assortment for no fucking reason. It's weird. I hate you for it. My friends do too. We talk about you when you're not around and your hair stinks. Anyway, I saw a lady at the, I saw a lady at the dispensary on Halloween. I believe it was, um, she had a black shirt on and outside of her shirt, she had a bra. It was white. And I was like, I don't know what this costume is supposed to be, but you know what? If you know, fuck me for living under a rock. Right. And then when I get closer to the register, I see that this woman has a Z, a letter Z with black and white stripes pinned to her bra. This woman was a zebra. She was a zebra. A zebra. Can you believe that? I was like, that is so fucking clever. If her name was Deborah, Deborah the Zebra, that would be so fucking fantastic. Maybe. Anyway, see, this woman made a Z, put it on her bra, Still more creative than people dressing up as Clark Kent about to be Superman. Still more creative and more thoughtful. And honestly, she looks like less of a fucking idiot than anyone who paid for a Mario and Luigi costume. If you have kids who like Mario and Luigi because like the Mario movie just came out. Listen, I told you, I'm not talking about you. I'm letting kids be kids. Don't, don't, don't tell me I'm doing otherwise. But for those of you who are fucking grown and have money to spend on a costume, that, hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's also just as bad. <clears throat> people who are into like sports or people who like have a, a job where they wear a uniform, like a cop or a fireman or a doctor. I think it's so fucking bizarre. And once again, this literally has what I'm about to say has literally nothing to do with me. It's just annoying. But like. I think it's so weird how people will use their uniforms as costumes. But I think it's weird to use your uniform as a costume when you're like not on the clock. But then if you weren't on the clock and I asked you to engage in activities that like you would normally engage in while you were wearing your uniform, you'd be like, fuck you, I'm not on the clock. If that makes any sort of sense, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I just feel like if if I needed help from a cop and the cop wasn't on the clock, they'd be like, oh, well, you got to call the police, man. I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm, it's my day off. I'm going to go watch Shrek with my kids. Like, that'd be acceptable, right? That'd be totally acceptable. And it makes sense why anybody would say that. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to drop that point right there. It's not even a point. It's just a, a thought. Old man yelling at clouds. Talked about Day of the Dead. Talked about death a little bit. Talked about... Um, costumes that are incredibly uncreative and costumes that kind of are creative. Um, one of my favorite things, <clears throat> one of my favorite go-tos um, for costumes. Um, I've only done it a couple of times because I've I've only been I've only had the material to do it a couple of times. Um, I got it from an episode of I believe called Wings. I don't know. It's uh, I. 
a super old show. I can't even, I, something to do with airplanes. I think it was like that show Taxi, but with airplanes. I really don't know. But um, I stole this. I got this idea from a character on the show. What I do is dress all black. Um, I get a bunch of farm toys. So like farm animals, a barn. Maybe if you have like tractor toys, little super little things that you could pin to a shirt and the shirt doesn't like lose its integrity or what have you. Um, so you pin these toys to your black shirt. You wear black pants. And then when you spin around, you're a tornado. And that's that's been like my favorite fucking costume. And I've only done it a couple of times. And speaking of favorite costumes, you know what my mom likes to do? You can count on her every year to dress up as like... She's going to dress up as these three things for sure. It might be more, but it's going to be these three for sure. She's going to dress super 80s pop star. And she's going to dress like a good witch and a bad witch. It's it's just phenomenal. She does so good. There was one year in my family where all the women dressed as witches. And I'm like, did you all coordinate? Or what's going on here? Because that's just incredibly funny. I think one of the things that just... It's, it's a thought that's in my head that I've never like expressed anywhere else. And I, and I collected the pictures one day, and I didn't post it because I don't know why. Something, t- <laughs> something told me not to. Um, but one day, I had noticed that there is a picture of every woman on my mom's side of the family dressed like a witch. Um, I think with the exception of, like, two of her oldest, oldest sisters who, like, don't dress up because they, like, had to be they had to be adults as children so they never did that but with the exception of like two of them two of my aunts so four out of six of my aunts on my mom's side um every single one of my girl cousins every single one of them and I collected the pictures one day and I just thought it was so funny and I just thought oh it would be so cool to take like a like a, uh, I don't even know what they're called because I've never take I've never taken them as an adult. It's like a family photo, not a family portrait. It's kind of like those those family photos they take at Sears, but it's like with 10, 15, 20 people and we're all dressed as like our witch outfits. Um of course we would elevate it for the pictures. It wouldn't be some little, you know, pointy hat, call me a witch, I'm Broomhilda, you know. I, I just think that would be so cool if it, like people dressed up as their witch persona. Because clearly they have one. Don't tell me that you don't. You, if you dress up as a witch several times on Halloween, yeah, there's a version. Of, you have a witch persona. I know, I know you do. I know you do. D- don't lie to me. Lie to yourself all you want to. Um, other than that, I think the only thing I have really left to talk about at the moment that I can remember that I want to talk about, the movies that I've seen. This is like I told you. This is a catch-up episode, catching up. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's. I know nothing about Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, somebody was trying to explain the lore to me once, and I passed out. I think my nose started bleeding. Uh, I googled, uh, "Can you give me all the Five Nights at Freddy's lore in fifteen minutes or less?" And Google laughed at me. Um, Google herself came to my house and said, "Bitch, are you serious?" Like, no, <laughs> you're not getting it. And, like, Google came to tell me in person that I asked a ridiculous question. Um, but the movie was fun. Um, I think because I'm not a fan, 
I was able to enjoy it. Honestly, this was this was just the simple little, simple little horror movie. Not little in the sense of like small budget, small production, things like that. I mean little in the sense of like it's not too big on the horror. It's bigger on the creep factor. And if you're a fan, you might be more of a fan of it because of Easter eggs and lore and things of that nature. And um, I just enjoyed it for what it was. It was fun. Um, I, I I truly loved that. So much of that movie didn't make any fucking sense. Um, I love the fact that Josh Hutcherson... He looks like somebody who woke up as an adult and somewhere along the line between getting his morning coffee and clocking in at the office, he was cursed back into his childhood self. So like he looks like an adult that was turned into a child as a curse because I can't tell if this man is 31 or 13. And he has a daughter. Uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. There's a little girl in the movie. I couldn't tell if that was his daughter, his sister, his cousin, like his niece. I couldn't tell if that was like just his ward. Uh, like, because it could literally have been every single one of them. He's getting final, uh, final, final payment due notices on his door. He has a job. He's getting fired all the time. Uh, he, ha- he, he can't sleep. So he's seen some shit. That, that's adult type stuff. So if you got a mortgage, I assume you're an adult, but he looks like a, a fucking boy, a boy. So and then they just introduce characters, <laughs> not even introduce characters. They just show up and now they're a part of the movie. And to me, it didn't make sense. But I was like, you know what? I I love the fact that you're not even going to attempt to tell me who these people are. I just have to see what they do, and that's that's who they are. They they are there, and maybe, maybe I missed out on you know subtle details or throwaway lines, or maybe I just wasn't paying as as much attention as I should have. But it did seem as it did seem as if the movie was kind of like, listen, you need to like I'm not telling you who this person is. All you need to know is this person is doing X Y Z, and they're the person doing X Y Z. They're not, you know, so that's just kind of how I understood it. Also, I'm willing to give movies a lot of leeway and I'm definitely meet, willing to meet them halfway if they don't give me enough information. If you give me too much, you spoil it. If you give me just enough to the point where I start have to like, you know, make I start making ideas and I start, oh, well, clearly this person is just a, a person you know, they're looking for a payday. You know, if I have to fill in the blanks myself, sometimes, sometimes it can be a fun ride. So for me, this was one of those instances where it was. So another movie that I saw that also recently came out, Hell House, Carmichael Manor. It is the newest, uh, what what's the word? Like installment to the Hell House franchise. And I recently saw... The first one, again, I saw Carmichael Hotel twice I enjoy, because I, re- I really did enjoy it. I've seen Abaddon Hotel twice. Um, basically, I think I've seen all of them at least twice, and I really like this franchise. I think to me, personally, um, and this is because I haven't given it more than 15 seconds of thought, 
Um, I think it's one of the most consistent franchises that I've ever seen. Um, like tone wise, scare wise. Um, there's a lot of movies who try to outdo themselves by like upping the ante and making things worse and worse. And, oh, there was one demon in this movie. Well, now there's a hundred in this movie. I think this movie just kind of, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just splitting hairs here or, you know, but I think this movie deepens its lore without asking too much of the people who enjoy the existing lore. It, it, it doesn't, I, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> What I saw made sense. I really enjoyed it. It was a movie that I had originally put on because I'm like, you know what? Let me just put this on. I'm going to play on my phone. But it, it actually made me like stop fucking with my phone because I wanted to see what was going on. I was interested. It's a slow burn, just like I like. Um, it had action, not action, but like uh, it, you know, the, the, it piqued my interest at points and at certain points to where like, I, I stayed interested consistently throughout the movie. And so I, I really enjoyed it. I think if you like the Hell House movies, I think you're going to like this one. I have not really heard too many people talking about it or like really tweeting about it. And I wonder why that is because I loved it. It was great. Um, the new also, since we're talking about new movies that just came out, what movie was it? Um, a new VHS movie also came out. It was okay. Um, I mean, I love an anthology. That's, that's the reason why it had me, but it just, <clears throat> it, it, it didn't hit. I, I, I watch all of the VHS movies because I'm still chasing the high of when we got to experience someone becoming a zombie in real time, kind of also realizing that they are zombie and then realizing the effects of just everything they touch turning to absolute shit, I'm still chasing that high. And they've not been able to do it since, but they've come close, and that's why I've, I'm still on board with each movie that comes out. But this most recent one didn't really do it for me. Um, something about them just trying to do stuff in the 90s, like, it's not hitting. I don't get it. Or, no, this one was, I think was 84. Oh, yeah, you know what? Let me tell you my one gripe. Let me tell you my one gripe about the most recent one. I don't know the number, but I think it took place in the 80s. I forget. Um, this one did not seem like an anthology to me. And this is one of the reasons why I like it and also dislike it. I like it because it does seem like one movie, but I dislike it because it just seems like one movie and you showed me different parts. You showed me the movie out of sequence. It doesn't really seem like an anthology. Like... I do think that if you cut this movie in a certain way and you put it, you, you put certain sequences in order, it's just one movie. It's one story. We start off with a certain group. Shit happens. We realize like, oh, they were a target from this group. Shit happens. I don't really think that this was an anthology. I think in their effort to try to make the stories connected, it fell a little short and it was, <laughs> it, it was connected, but it was one story in my opinion. Maybe there was one or two that that weren't a part of the whole story, but there was no like wraparound story. Like the story, the stories were the wraparound, if that makes any sort of sense. Um, so I mean, like I said, that that's one reason why I liked it, but also I disliked it. Like it. Mm. So, I mean, I'm still gonna watch it. It's not on my list of movies that I'm never gonna watch again. So, 
whatever that means for me, right? And then, let's see, what else do I have here? Okay. Just got back from taking a bite of burrito because I really needed a... I needed those flavors in my mouth, you know. Juices are flowing. I needed a, needed a bite of burrito. So another one of the things that I've been watching, not watching actually, I I thought about watching it, but I've officially I've officially given up. Um, American Horror Stories. There was an event. I think it was either for Halloween or for Friday the Thirteenth, where they released like um, four episodes. And I read the synopses for each episode and every single one of them, I guarantee you, even if you are a casual fan of horror, I guarantee you, you read the synopsis of each episode and you'll be like, I know exactly how that's going to play out. I know exactly what this is based off of. I know what's going to happen here. There's almost, there's almost no point in watching it because it seems so uninspired and it seems so unoriginal. And I look at the synopsis and I look at like the cover picture of the episode and I'm like, God damn, this show. And it has for the last few years now. And this show has all of the gleam, sheen, shine, all of that of a Fabergé egg and all of the worth of a fucking Cadbury egg. It looks fantastic. And I'm sure that's where the budget went. But in regards to story, in regards to actually putting something out that people want to watch. Um, and here's my own thing that like I've never really heard vocalized by anyone else. But I think... I think that if you have so much money to put into a project to the point where it looks beautiful, no matter how fucking stupidly shitty it is, I think you should put a little of that money towards creatives to give you moments or at the very least episodes or at the very least themes that are going to have people talking about your show other than what I'm doing right now and talking about how, wow, it really looks like you took all the money that that they gave you and diarrhea shit it all over and said, art. <laughs> I'm Ryan Murphy. I mean, um, I make horror shows. I hate you. <laughs> like I said, me and my friends, we talk about you. You should be embarrassed. So yeah, if you watch American Horror Stories, if you watch, um, there's one episode of American Horror Stories that I really liked, and um, I'm sorry if this is a spoiler for you, but um, they're basically, oh, I, you know what, I think I can explain it without giving spoilers. Um, there's an episode where we basically get to see the childhood of one of the supporting characters, in another season of American Horror Story. And that's what I thought the show was going to be. I thought it was going to be maybe the backstories to the side characters. I thought it was going to maybe give us more details into the world where um, maybe we don't get any stories about the witches, but we get a story about somebody who lives in a world 
where these witches exist and they are like you know people are buying spells or potions from the witches and causing havoc or what have you or like the 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 children vampires i don't think we've discussed i don't think they've talked about the children vampires from hotel since then like there's vamp like they keep making more vampires in california and they've not said a single word about it what's happening yeah anyway fuck you ryan murphy you're gonna pay for your crimes and i think me and my friends are gonna be witness to it i'm i i got a bot ready to buy tickets and everything so i hate you um also okay so i'm gonna end this episode pretty much here just a couple more things that i watched that i think you should watch this is me recommending these things um because they are things that um just brought me a lot of joy um as i mentioned way up top way up top the second half of this year has been kicking my fucking ass uh, but these are some things that have brought me a lot of joy and you know when i said that there were low lows and high highs and just lows and highs these are some of the things that I watched to help me balance so it wasn't so, so things weren't so high or weren't so low. I could, you know, enjoy a thing, not worry about what's happening outside of this thing that I'm enjoying. So I want to recommend Psycho Beach Party. It is from, I think, 2003 or it's from 2000. Yeah, it's either from the year 2000 or 2003. <clears throat> I think it's like 21 years old. Um, if you love those like 50s beach party vibes movies with horror slashers with camp also gay camp uh this movie is for you it's fa it's fantastic it's very fun me and miguel talked about it on his patreon so if, if if you're a member then you've heard it already but we've discussed this movie i try to infect everyone's mind with this movie as best I can, because it is so fantastic. If you love gay, camp, slashers, this movie's for you. It will be a part of your rotation. And if I'm wrong, tell me. I want to hear you. I want to I hear why this movie didn't hit. Um, also, Utopia. So there's a show on Amazon Prime called Utopia. It is a, there is a U.S. remake. It's originally a U.K. show. I will say... Uh, the UK version, the original, it's a fantastic show. It's just great, great characters, great story. Um, there's very gut-punchy moments that like, God damn, did I just really fucking watch this guy hear that? Um, and it's a very serious... Honestly, the show is... Um, I think it might be from 2009, maybe 2013. Um, and there is talk about a virus and people catching a virus. So like while you may think, oh, wow, they're talking about COVID. How stupid. I'm so tired of this. I don't want that. This show wasn't talking about COVID. Now, the American remake. The American remake is absolute... Eh, it's like halfway dog shit. It's, it, it takes itself way too seriously, but it has no business doing so, and you can tell every step of the way. Um... They are talking about COVID in this talk about the virus. However, they managed to pinpoint hum um, American stupidity very well in regards to how they are marketed to and how they are persuaded into going against their own interests. It's very good in that aspect. Um, does not touch a candle to the UK version. I will say if you want to watch a really good serious show about 
conspiracy uh, assassins and um, political intrigue, watch Utopia. It's a fantastic show. Um, if you want to watch the funny version of that, the version that's not as serious, um, <laughs> uh, it, it just thinks it is, then watch the U.S. version. Um, I enjoy them both. The UK one is better. has a fantastic intro song. Uh, listen to that and tell me it doesn't get stuck in your head. You're welcome. Talk later. Uh, also, last thing I'm going to discuss here, and in the apocalypse, I watched it once. I did not have a good time. I think maybe I was just probably going through it. But I watched it again, and I did enjoy it. The songs were a lot more bearable this time. Um, I did enjoy the story a lot more. And it was just, you know, it was a bit more of a fun watch. But also, I love some fucking zombies. So maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. But, yeah, those are my recommendations. We talked about death. We talked about Day of the Dead. We talked about things you, shouldn't, things you should stop dressing up as for Halloween. Things you, should, things you should take a little bit more into consideration when dressing up for Halloween. Like being creative. Or thoughtful. Or fun. Yeah. Uh, but. I'm hoping. Because. Your boy has more energy these days. Hopefully I can start recording a bit more. Because this truly is fun for me. And I want to do it a bit more. And it's always fun every time I record. It's just. Not having the motivation to do it for the last few months. And now having it. I always talk about motivation, and sometimes I never have it. Sometimes I do. I do right now. And I had fun talking about this. Hopefully you had fun listening. Um, anyway, I have a couple of episodes I'm thinking about doing. I definitely want to talk more about Ryan Murphy, because he needs to pay for his crimes. Um, I want to talk about the newest season of Black Mirror because that was absolute fucking bullshit. Um, I want to talk about this movie I saw on YouTube eons ago. It's called Low, L-O. This movie is so old on YouTube. It, I don't think it goes above 340p quality like i don't i don't even think this video exists in 720 um it's so it's that old but i love it so much it's it's very much a play and it's it's very it's a very cool it's very it's a very cool story that i've literally never heard anyone speak about like i said it's called low it's on youtube um if you're into plays small casts small like settings um and if you can handle the quality being so fucking shitty, give it a watch. It's only an hour and a half. It's really not that much commitment. And if you like watch it and you literally like 10, 15, 10, 15 minutes in, you're like, I'm, I'm no, I'm not about it. Then, yeah, go ahead. Stop watching it. Because I this is one of those movies like a few minutes in. I was like, yeah, I need to know how this ends. So. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the next episode. I want to talk about Low so bad. And since maybe no one's going to watch it, I'll go into detail. Yeah, I guess we'll find out later. Anyway, 
as I said, I'm Anthony Jerome M. Thank you so much for meeting us here at this special time, the special place, a.k.a. when I fucking want, at the crossroads. You enjoy the remainder of your days. Bye.